Kevin, I'm excited about today's podcast. I am too. Well, I'm excited because I thought about an F-bomb. Let me hear it. Uh, let's just start the show and then we can get into it. Okay. Welcome to the Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs podcast, where we inspire you to manage your money, find your soul, and cover your ears. Join host Hartley Wright, a certified spiritual director, and Kevin Bartolacci, director of research and education at Sunvold Financial Investment Advisory Firm. Together, they hope to help you discover the benefits of enriching your life as they entertain one another, and hopefully you too. I'll take a second on that welcome and welcome you to the second episode. Today, Kevin and I will talk about the goodness of God. Kevin's got some exciting financial news to uh, talk about, and uh, we'll see what we can get into in relation to F-bombs or maybe expanding on them, and at the very least, uh, hopefully, maybe get in a joke or two. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, we're going to have a great podcast. There is a group of wonderful men and women, thousands, I'm sure, that work manufacturing a certain product and they enjoy manufacturing this product because the product they make produces joy and fabulous happiness for millions of people around the world. And even if they don't enjoy their job on those days, they still have a smile on their face just like they do on all the other days because they know that the product that they are making causes a man like me to just say Christmas lights when I plug them in and test them to see that they are all working to decorate the tree. The mini Christmas lights, eventually I just, if it's not out loud, I just say That's right. I do. That's it. That's all I want to say about that. We don't even need to talk about it. Let's move on. You know, I mentioned that I was excited about uh, an F-bomb because I thought about an F-bomb scenario, and we really need to explain that. While it is possible that uh, we might drop a few F-bombs because we get worked up about something or, or something might happen, it's really more than that. It just gives us a third topic to, to present. And sometimes it can be an F-bomb, like something, certain things that happen to us that affect us that we're affected by. So the F-bomb isn't necessarily the F-bomb that the FCC will beep out of all the network TV. It could be a word that starts with F, exactly. like the last podcast when we talked about family. Exactly. And then there's just the freedom. I'll use that F. Mm-hmm. So the F-bomb could be the freedom to jump into another topic so that we're not just bound by faith and finances. And who's to say we're bound by anything anyway? I mean, we do have free will. So use another, there we go. another F-bomb. So I found out that there are several... And I'll just say several because I didn't count them. But there are multiple podcasts that have faith and finances as the main part of their title. And so now I want to talk about F-bombs as the same. Actually, I want, to, I want to stress that we have to have F-bombs to differentiate us from the herd of faith and finances podcasts. I was surprised at the number of F-bomb that's in titles oh, out there. I was like, yeah. good God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I was equally I was equally surprised and somewhat offended that there are F-bomb titles and there are so many of them. But then uh, I realized that, uh, hey, the F-bomb's what differentiates us. That's what separates us from the rest of the herd that are talking about faith and finances. And so that came up. And then uh, 
But then everything kind of changed because I went to a funeral today. Uh, I was at a funeral this morning, and man, it was it was quite a funeral. Let me just say, and, and I got to be careful how to say this because it can be misunderstood. But it's been a while since I've been to such a good funeral as I went to today. I would love to do funerals as one of our F bond topics. A future podcast. I, I think that would be a good idea. So that would give me uh, an appropriate space and a safe space to just talk about what I mean by a good funeral. And Yeah, and since you just experienced that this morning, yeah. give you a little time to process it too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that would be great. I think that's a good idea. All at right, some, lock it in, listeners. At some point in the future. Funerals so coming up. All three of you need to stick with us. Okay, shall we talk about, what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about finances? You want to talk about? yeah. We got all kinds or, of F-bombs in the finance world. Is that right? Yeah. Federal Reserve Chairman, there's our F, Federal Reserve, uh, Jerome Powell, Brookings Institute. He has declared that, we'll just call them the jumbo rate hikes are off the table, starting as early as next week, December meeting of the FOMC. The market has re- reacted very favorably for those of you that keep track of those type of things. Uh, in other financial news, I jotted these down in a more prepared statement. I was going to give you guys some updated numbers for the 2023 calendar year. Uh, about this time of year, a lot of people are, are doing their enrollment for next year and their health insurance. And oftentimes I get some questions from people about some guidance. So here's your new uh, contribution limit totals for 2023. If you are participating in an HSA, which is a health savings account, that number is going uh to $7,750 for a family plan. That also includes an additional $1,000 catch-up provision if you happen to be 55 or over in 2023, which gives you a grand total of $8,750. 401k limits are being uh, raised to $22,500 for everybody. Yes. You should cheer. That's a huge increase, almost 10%. Uh, and once again, if you're over age 50 for the catch-up provision, you get an additional $7,500 available to contribute, which gives you a grand total of $30,000, which is conveniently divisible by 12, which would be $2,500 a month if you get paid that way. Wow. Yeah, how about that? It's a huge number. Uh, IRAs, they go to $6,500 next year. $1,000 catch-up provision for anyone 50 or over in the calendar year of 2023, which gives you a grand total of $7,500. Uh, I'm also working with some clients of mine for year-end giving, and I'll just bring this up in case you're not aware of this. You have options other than cash. Uh, what we're doing recently is we've been donating appreciated stocks or mutual funds. That's always an option for you. Get them out of your brokerage account given to the charity of choice. Uh, Anyone who is 72 or over that's taken required minimum distributions can do that distribution directly to a charity. This has a twofold effect. It keeps you from receiving that money as income, which helps you with your taxable income. And of course it's fully deductible for the charity. So uh, to be clear, you don't get a deduction for that because it's not counted as income when it's your IRA that the money's coming out of. But it's still a good way to give money to charities. Uh, The other thing I uh, was going to mention, because it's going to happen this year and people are going to be shocked, let's just assume that the market ends up negative 
we won't know. Yeah. Obviously, we won't know until January uh, 1st when we get the 1231 numbers in. But we're currently below zero. We're in negative returns on the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ. However, if you have mutual funds, you may get a distribution in December, which is coming right up. And you may be shocked at the amount of capital gains and dividend distributions that these mutual funds deliver. I've been working with a client that owns a lot of mutual funds in the Vanguard family, and they have several that are going to produce anywhere from 2% to 8% capital gains on those funds. So you got to be asking yourself, how in the world am I getting a capital gains distribution when the markets are negative? That is what I'm asking myself. That's exactly what you should be. This and I'm wondering how I could get 8%, as much as 8%. Yeah, the the key term here is embedded capital gains. So these fund managers have held many of these stocks for decades, and they've just decided we're going to go ahead and sell that off. What? Yeah, that's how it works, man. What, what, do, you, what do you mean? They've been hanging on to them for decades. and they may, they may have owned Google or Apple for 20 years, and they decided to sell it this year. Really? Lock in the gain. Take the loss. Move on. So they distribute all that to their shareholders. Yeah. So you may have just bought the Vanguard Prime Cap Fund this year, and it's negative 20%, but you might get an 8% capital gain in it. And I know you're going to say, that just <laughs> up. And I'm telling you, I've seen this happen a couple times before. The most dramatic one was in 2008 and 2009, and I was suspicious this year because we've been down all year, so I started doing some research. They didn't publish it until uh, November. And those distributions are going to happen in December. So by the time you hear this, it's too late for you to avoid them. I just so don't want get you getting taxed. surprised. Going to get taxed. Yeah, and if it's in an IRA or uh, 401k, it's not going to matter. But if it's in your brokerage account, it'll be taxable. And you'll you'll ask yourself, you got to be kidding me. Probably be more like, you got to be That's me. right. That's the yeah. exact reaction I saw 14 years ago. We were down 38% on the SP 500. People got capital gains distributions right. and want to know, how can I be having a capital gain when we're down 40%? Yeah. That's how. We talked about this, but it's been a long time ago, so you yeah. may not remember. I was starting to approach my mid-30s. Didn't have any guidance in this kind of thing um, for all, nearly all of my life. Right. And so I hit my early 30s, and I thought, oh, it's time to do something about that. So I did. I invested. And guess what year that was? 2007. Oh, perfect timing. Yeah, but it was early in 2007. So the very first year that I'm an investor, the very first year when I actually have some so like vetted interest in what is happening in the market and everything, it, it was really bad. But in hindsight, it made me a more calm investor in riding through the waves. Sure. Yeah. I thought that would be a much more dramatic story as I told it right now. but well, I'm sure it was like dramatic it was, uh, in 2008. It was dramatic in 2008. <laughs> Just to be clear, yes, Hartley and I are both men of faith. So when I, when as I, far as you know, as far, far as you know, as far as you know, listeners, we're men of faith. You may doubt it by the end of our, our series. <laughs> Did you have more to say? I think I interrupted you. No, not really. I was going to try to do our transition and talk about uh, our f bomb this week, this yeah. episode. Yeah, we we kind of hinted at it last time when I said, uh, "Let's talk about God is good." Comment. Yeah. So just kind of set the stage. What we'd like to do with the audience today is I'm going to take the role of devil's advocate, a non-believer or someone in the devil's court to say, explain this to me. I don't get it. All right, yes. so here's the setup. 
and we're going to use Hartley as our our guinea pig. Do I have to make any sounds like a pig or N- no? Pretend to, like you're in a shrink myself. Pretend like you're in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> so Hartley alluded to his accident 15 months ago. Uh, quite frankly, there was a point at which we didn't think he was going to make it. So as this continues to play out day after day and things are starting to look better and we become more optimistic, there were several posts on Facebook when Kelly would give an update. And for those of you who don't know, Kelly's uh, Hartley's wife. And she would kind God of fill her. us in and we'd be like, oh, that's great. And then this kept happening. People would post on Facebook, God is good. What would be the motivation behind saying that? Because as men of faith and people of faith, we would always say, well, God is God. God is always good, and it's our view of God and our view of how events turn out that we categorize as good or bad or indifferent. If you would have died, would those people have posted, God sucks? Pick yeah. any number of the killings or mass shootings we've yeah. had in the last two weeks. The non-believers like, you guys and your God, God wouldn't allow that. Right. So walk us through how we process this stuff. That's really what I want to know. Kevin, I think a very important verse uh, to consider is from Nahum, Nahum 1.7. It's a tiny little book near the end of the Old Testament. that says, The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. I think we start by saying, is just by being realistic about the tragedy. First you look at the tragedy, and then I think you have to process it from the individual. I don't think you process it by making blank, blanket statements. There's not many degrees of separation between you and someone who's going to be very unkind about that situation. Right. And the grace by which they look upon that is going to be filtered grace. They're going to be gracious about it, but they're also going to have some kind of judgmental tone with it too. Like, man, that's so bad that that those people lost their lives. But then again, first of all, I think it's wrong. Second of all, I don't think it reflects an attitude of of God at all. It It doesn't reflect anything about his nature. And that's what I think we have to come down to. What is the nature of God? Well, and, that, and that's probably how I should have started the whole conversation. You and I would both agree that by nature, God is good. Yes. So it just seems silly for me, in my opinion, it seems silly to state that on a Facebook post. Right. When people post something on Facebook in that regard, I think it's important to recognize where people are coming from in terms of their faith or their Christianity or whatever spiritual awareness and spiritual life they have. It might be a person who hasn't experienced much faith at all. They're, they're making a claim. God is good. So I do think it's important to give the benefit of the doubt that some people may be saying it because they're making an observation. I think they're impressed by something. Maybe they, maybe they were questioning. Ah. You're talking about in their own faith journey. Yeah. yeah. Then there's probably a percentage of people who, think, who are wondering because they're questioning their own faith or they've had some doubts or they're not used to the ups and downs and how God plays in that. And so it's more of an affirmation. They're affirming themselves as much as they are affirming everyone else who's on, who's on, in this case, literally on the same page, Mm -hmm. on the same Facebook page. Right. Then there's probably a percentage of people who are just saying it. Is some of this solidarity? Oh, that's a great question. So let's say that they're, showing empathy with Kelly and your kids and good news comes across the post. Hey, Hartley's did this or did that. Sometimes I wonder if they're just like saying, Oh, that's awesome. God is good. I'm with you. 
power of prayer. I think that I think that's fair. I think that's reasonable. But then again, it's easy. One of the things about social networks, there's many reasons why the like button exists. And so if you're just there for solidarity, you put a you put a click in the like and it regi- right. it registers. Right. This could be applicable in so many situations and if a person wants to know do I have support, they can just click on that, you know, who's like this and see the list of people who've liked it and so then you've got solidarity there. The other thing is, is what do they say when everything is normal or you know, bad? Well, they're, um, I, I'm guessing they would not have placed on Facebook if Kelly would have said bad news, Hartley didn't make it. I'm guessing no one would have put God is good, but he still is. He still is. We just don't say it. I yeah. Mean, I she just lost her husband. You're not going to go, right. hey, God is good, Kelly. Yeah. People would assume that Kelly knows, especially knowing Kelly. Right. For who she is. So probably wouldn't be the right time. I think where this becomes a real issue of stress for a lot of people or causes a lot of problems is when they put it in the realm of good and evil. Mm. And they say, is God good? And if he is good, then how can evil exist or, you know, what's going on with that? So almost all, it's been my experience that almost all discussion of the problem of evil rests on a fundamental misunderstanding of God's nature, which is why I say what's consistent with God's nature. Well, his nature is that he is good. God is good all the way through. So all of their definitions of of good, whether it's moral or non-moral uses of the term, are directly or indirectly derivative of God's essence as pure, perfect, infinite goodness. You know, he has authority over creation. He has no duties. You know, therefore, there's no way that he ought to act. So to describe God as morally good or as morally bad is therefore a mistake because he's an amoral being. Even when we do not understand what God is doing, he is doing it for good. And that takes faith. And that takes faith. We know that Which even... Which is one of our F-bombs. Yeah, that's right. That's in the title. Yeah, exactly. So we know that even when we hurt and cannot make sense of ruthless acts in the world, like, like these tragedies we've talked about, God can bring good out of bad. And that's a scripture that so often gets taken out of context. I mean, people will use the scripture to kind of fit what it is that they're saying. It's not even the intent of the scripture. It's not what the scripture is saying. Um, But Romans 8.28 says, We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. What I believe that verse is really saying and what it means is that what other people intended for evil to create trauma or to, to wreck your world in some way, God can still take that and make it into something good. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm in. Yeah. But yes, God is good all the time, and I'm sure it may be a topic that we have to come back to, but I'm kind of glad that we uh, do have this out early in the history of our podcast. You know, it's in episode two, so we can always refer back to this. Right. Is God good all the time? Well, go back to episode two. Listen to that. Check it out. Episode two, got all the answers you need. Let's wrap. Yeah, so. I mean, not literally us wrap, because that would be horrible. Right. Let's wrap the episode. I'm going to say it again. I said it on our first episode. I'm going to say that we would love to invite you to follow us on Twitter, but I'm still not sure if that platform is going to survive or if it's going to be in and up evil. Um, So we're going to steer clear of that for now, but we do encourage you to connect with us on Facebook or on our personal websites, kevinbartolacci.com, hartleywright.com. And this is probably the appropriate place for me to state that we are on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Audible, Podcast Attic, or wherever you listen. Soon to be on um, Apple Music, 
Google and in other places, even iHeartRadio, maybe Player FM. That's in case uh, three becomes four. We've got a place for that fourth one to find us. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys giving us some time. And uh, we hope for you to hear us next time on Faith, Finances, and and F-Bombs. Yeah. This podcast is for the purposes of education, information, and entertainment only, and is not a replacement for the professional services of a financial advisor, financial planner, spiritual clergy, spiritual counselor, or spiritual director. We suggest you seek out a trained professional for help with your financial and spiritual needs. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guest of Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs are solely their current opinions based upon information they consider reliable but do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations the host and guest may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions provided by the podcast host and guest are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.